Good morning. Good morning. Happy Welcome. Monday. I mean, if you must make it a happy Monday, today's <laughs> as good a Monday as any. Uh, do your best. I mean, Coffee do your best. Helps. I mean, it, it does, depending on the weekend that you've had. Uh, I think I pulled a lot of weeds this weekend and I got a lot of um, paintings that I sold shipped. I really hope I can. I, I really hope I can deliver on that. <laughs> you hope when you listen to this. I hope. When, yeah, that's that, true. That that, that actually <laughs> did good. happen. Humphrey is here. Universe. Yeah, Humphrey is here. Yeah. He's hang on. Our guest host, or not? <laughs> She's like goodbye. <laughs> Two seconds in. I can't catch a break with him. I today. mean, it's a Monday morning. All right, guys, welcome right. to this it week's. It is a Monday. There you go. <laughs> Snack size episode. It is Laura's turn. We did fail to put one out last Monday. We were both out of town and we suck as a result. So, Laura, give us your weird story. I'm excited. All right. So, my weird story for this week is uh, is about the mad. I'm going to tell you about the Mad Hatters. Oh, shit. Really? Hmm. The Ooh. like origin of how that all came to be. Yes, let's do it. Cool. Okay, I love it. Yeah. Okay. So my um, references are lazyhistorian.com and corrosion-doctors.org. All right. Great. Also, guys, by the way, on our regular episodes, we will put up our sources on that little black bar that you always see. But because Laura and I never know what we're doing, it's always a surprise. I don't have our sources. There's no sources. She's just saying her sources. So that's why there isn't that like up there for the viewers. Yeah, On so. the YouTube, there's no like pop up. Yeah. There you yeah. go. So anyway. Uh, All right. Mad Hatters. Go. Right. This is cool. So. Lewis Carroll's 1865 novel, Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, uh, famously features an eccentric character called the Hatter, who's referred to in the story as Mad and became popularly known as the Mad Hatter. However, the phrase Mad as a Hatter, used to describe someone who's crazy or prone to unpredictable behavior, didn't originate with Carroll. Instead, the expression is linked to the hat-making process industry and mercury poisoning. No. It turns out that the process that um, was being used to make hats um, poisoned them and drove them insane. All right. And so, that is her story. Happy Monday, guys. We'll see and you next. And that's the end. Thank you. We'll see you next week. <laughs> I was going to give you a little bit of background. I mean, these are short, quick so, stories. <laughs> right. Um, in the late 1500s in Europe, tall hats became the fashion. Uh, the Capitan commonly worn by both men and women was usually black. Um, width and height varied with time, but the vertical proportion usually was more um, conical toward the top and the size of the hat usually curved into the top rather than ending in a sharp edge, like the top hat that we know today. Okay. Um, so think of the Puritans, like Thanksgiving hats. Oh, Those okay. are the Capitans. Um, yeah, they're associated so much with the Puritans. <laughs> um, Right. Um, so those hats <laughs> eventually went out of style. <laughs> I know it's Thank just so God. funny. Like that's the capote. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> so the, yeah, they went out of style. Um, they later um, kind of made a re- reappearance as an early form of the top hat in the late 1700s. Its popularity was probably helped along by Bo Brummel, friend and personal stylist to Prince George, the f- future George the Fourth. 
Rommel is credited with several different men's fashion, including the modern suit and necktie. Okay. Oh, okay. So that's why in the Billy Joel song, he says you could really be a Beau Brummel baby if you just give it half a chance. That's why. Okay. Cool. Wow, you really know you're Billy Joel. I mean, I love him. I really do. I really love him. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) The top hat still remains a symbol of the 1800s today. They were worn by men of all classes. The tall stovepipe top hat was immensely popular during the first half of the 1800s, particularly during the Victorian era. The trend was not limited to the UK, though. As we all know, President Abraham Lincoln was also a big fan of this stovepipe style hat. Yes. And he helped make it popular in America. Back in England, Prince Albert adopted the top hat and it became a mark of a gentleman. Oh my God, really? So during the, yeah. Okay. So during the later half of the 1800s, the height was reduced a bit and a sleek ribbon was added to the bottom of the cylinder. Uh, the best hats worn by those in the upper classes were made from felted beaver fur. Rabbit hair was sometimes used as well. Silk, linen, and flannel were also used, especially as the trend spread to the lower classes because that's what they could afford. Sure. When producing a top hat, um, a milliner would use a mixture to separate the fur from the skin and that kept the hair together. Okay. The mixture was orange. The process was called carroting, and the mixture contained mercuric nitrate, i.e. mercury, then the fur could be molded into the shape of a hat or the brim. Oh, okay. Since the effects of mercury poisoning were unknown, these milliners would oftentimes work in enclosed spaces and they didn't wear protective equipment. There is evidence that the creation of the hats was affecting them um, as a, evidenced by the use of the phrase mad as a hatter. Um, okay. But the practice continued for way too long. Different methods for separating the animal fur from the skin became popular by the late 1800s and legal regulations were introduced in France in 1898 to ban the use of mercury in hat making. However, in the United States, they still used it until 1941. We didn't give a fuck. We don't give a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, the trend continues. Until Um, 1941, you said? Yeah, so they were using it until the 40s. Jesus, Um, okay. So mercury poisoning um, has a long list of symptoms. So hair loss, tooth and nail loss, muscle spasms, drooling, slurred speech, um, unfocused thoughts and speech, depression and suicidal thoughts, insomnia, irritability, loss of memory, fatigue, hallucinations, skin discoloration, Increased heart rate, rashes, sensitivity to light, kidney problems, and trembling hands. Hold on. Literally everything that could go wrong with you was attributed to this. Basically. Okay. Um, So Danbury, Connecticut was during the 1800s the hat making capital of the world. And it produced 5 million hats in one year at the peak of the trend. Damn. And this is still the stovepipe... Hat. Yeah, yeah. The like the tall hats. Okay. So the trembling hands um, became known as the Danbury Shakes since so many people in the area had been poisoned because they were all hat makers. Okay. So wait a minute. Like, okay, so the hat makers were getting poisoned. 
What about the people wearing the hats? No, it was just because they the process that they used to put to separate the fur, but to keep it together, so that they could mold uh, it had mercury in it. Okay, it doesn't seem to. If it did leak, it wasn't like significant, or else we would have, I'm sure, heard about how many oh, people were going right. crazy. Yeah. Um, so the earliest mention of a Mad Hatter appears to refer to one Robert Crabbe. He's a 17th century eccentric living in Chesham, England. He gave all his goods to the poor and lived on dock leaves and grass. Carol, however, seems to have based his Mad Hatter not on Robert Crabbe, but on a certain um, Theo Carter, who was not a Hatter, but a furniture dealer who was known locally as the Mad Hatter, partly because he always wore a top hat and partly because he was quite an eccentric and produced some wacky inventions. So researchers have also suggested that Boston Corbett, a hat industry worker who killed John Wilkes Booth, President Abraham's um, Lincoln's assassin, yeah. might have suffered from poor mental health due to mercury poisoning. Corbett, who'd been employed as a hat maker since he was a young man, he became a religious zealot, and in 1858, he castrated himself with a pair of scissors as a way to curb his um, his wantings. Um, he went on to serve... Oh, my God. Army. Yeah. That's just where it starts. Then he goes to the army. <laughs> oh, it gets worse. Great. Yeah. And after Lincoln was shot by Booth... Um, Corbett and his regiment were sent to track down Booth. Um, so on April 26th, the soldiers surrounded Booth in a barn. However, Corbett disobeyed orders to capture him alive and instead shot and killed him. Um, Corbett was cleared of blame by the military and lauded by many in the public as a hero for his role in avenging the president's death. Um, eventually, mean. he resumed working in the hat industry in the Northeast before moving to Kansas in 1878 where he lived a solitary existence as a homesteader. In 1887, he landed in a mental asylum after threatening a group of people at the Kansas State House with a gun. <laughs> the following year, this possible mad hatter, who was in his 50s, escaped the facility and disappeared for good. <sighs> so the, <laughs> this is the original bit of where the phrase mad hatter came from and some of the more interesting tales of mad hatters right holy shit (laughs) i love it interesting i think i love it that is so interesting it reminds me of the episode that my favorite murder did on the um the green dye did you listen to that one the the watches Mm. are you talking about the watch the ladies that did the watches that glue that would glow. No, no, no. It was the actual like oh, okay. the dye they would dye the green like dresses and hats in this green oh, dye. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, it reminds me of that. That's why I was like, oh shit. Okay, so the workers were getting sick, but what about the people wearing the hats? So by guess there's like a shelf life to it, I'm, I'm guessing. Yeah, so it wasn't like that green paint that in Vict- it was Victorian times, right? That would right. Um, get on their skin. Rub off. Yeah, yeah, and it would get in your skin, and like people were using it even for wallpaper for like everything that color. So right, yeah, it was like infecting everything. No, it it wasn't like it's that. Okay. Just yeah, as they you as they pull it apart, it doesn't seem to stay and like leak out. 
That is so fascinating. Holy crap. That's a great story. Good job. I loved it. That was really good. Yay. Thank you. I'm Yay. always just here to entertain you. I mean, that's kind of the purpose of the My show. Goal. That's the purpose right? of the show. We just entertain yeah. each other. <laughs> we just entertain really? each other and um, hopefully some listeners. Uh, and yeah, good job. All right. That's your Monday morning story, guys. It is. Literally starting it off right and weird. Um, <laughs> people call you crazy. Just tell them you make hats. Right. I like it. I'm this. I was listening to it and I'm like, this is crazy. How am I going to do the show notes about this? Like, how am I going to write the show <laughs> notes for this one? Wow. Okay. Um, good job. I love it. Yay. Great. Well, we hope you all have a great week. Yes. Have a wonderful and... week. And um, we will be back with another weird story next Monday morning. Um, I'm up and uh, I like this one. It's pretty cool. Uh, to that end, Laura, as we say here, Stay safe out there, because you never know who or what is listening or making weird hats with Mar- Mercury. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm pretty sure that that's Who's not happening. Who's playing in the Mercury? <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure that's not happening anymore. Also, by the way, anybody who wants to know Mercury in vaccines does not cause autism. Also, it's no longer in vaccines, but it never caused autism. And uh, I am an expert on that. So if you have any questions, please email me, hohpodcast at gmail.com. Anyway, bye, guys. We love you. Bye. Thanks.